Hey guys, and welcome to season two, episode 10 of Business Shit. I'm your host, Mimi G, and today's topic is running an indie fashion line follow-up. Guys, I'm super excited about today. First of all, let me give you a little uh, background. So Norris and I, um, starting around last quarter of 2019, decided to launch a production leg of the already other brands that we have (laughs) called 26 Artists. And this was a way for us to be able to create much needed educational content specifically around creative businesses. I like to be behind the camera as much as I like to be in front of the camera. And so 26 Artists allows me and Norris to create, format, develop other people's content and then bring it to life. Uh, Norris is our creative director and we basically look for people who have great stories and so much to teach and we create educational courses based on their experience. It's really, really fun and beautiful to watch other people share all of the knowledge that they have based on their experience of either starting a business or growing a business. So today I'm so fucking excited to announce the launch of our first course, Starting Branding, Marketing, and Growing an Indie Fashion Line with Mary Alice Duff, who's the owner and designer of Alice Alexander. You guys should remember her from episode three of season two, where she talked about her story and sort of we teased you a little bit about this course that we creating that we were creating and now it's here mary alice in a really short time has made major waves as a size inclusive ethically and sustainably made women's apparel brand i had to literally copy and read that because it's a lot to say and i have her back today to talk about updates how things are going and how much love she literally poured you guys into this course that we created mary alice welcome back to business shit hi mimi thanks for having me it's been uh what nine months i guess since i last saw you when we were in your studio filming and creating this course and listen it was one thing to be there um and record over those i think it was four days nonstop. but to Mm -hmm. sit back and watch all of the editing that norris had to do (laughs) and (laughs) then listen back to all that information girl there you gave a lot okay yeah you did yeah no it it really is and um so you know i'm going to talk about the course and we'll talk about everything that's sort of in the course but one i wanted to you know follow up like it's been nine months i know that there have been major changes what's been going on yeah so um summer was really intense for us uh we grew really fast uh faster than i think anybody had anticipated Uh, We're currently growing almost at 20% month over month, um, which is a lot. And uh, with that growth comes new staff. So I hired another employee, uh, expanding our production team, getting new equipment in, um, and just connecting with more women around the world. Um, It's crazy. Every time I go to the post office and I've got packages, you know, we're in Philly, going to Philly, but then I have in that same stack packages going to New Zealand. Um, Wow. We're definitely, yeah, we're definitely experiencing some growth. Um, and trying to just figure out uh, how to manage that, how to do it in a way that's responsible um, so that we're still delivering the same quality, um, you know, without sacrificing anything. So that's really been our big challenge. And officially yeah. coming up on our two years at the end of this month, um, that's what we're going to be focused on for the next 12 months is, you know, what does growth look like? How do we do it in a way that's sustainable? Um, 
you know, because growth doesn't always equal profitability either. Uh, with yeah. all that growth comes more expenses. So just figuring out and navigating that. But um, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> <These past nine months. laughs> you know, two years is a really short time to have the amount of growth that you're having. So if you're growing at a rate of 20% month over month, what do you think that is relating to? What do you think you're doing that is bringing such awareness to your brand? Uh, so I think it's a couple of things happening at once. Um, first and foremost, I think timeliness. Um, the plus size community and the body positive movement is having a moment. Um, you know, just thinking about pop culture, like look at Lizzo. She, yeah. she is an icon. And, but Lizzo would not have the platform she has today 10 years ago because right. people just weren't ready for Lizzo, right? And yeah. I think you can see parallels in our company. We are unapologetic with the women that we put on our Instagram feed. They are fat. They have stretch marks. They're beautiful. And I don't think I could have done that even five years ago. I think people would have been like, oh, what is this? You know, whereas right. now women are finally and, and folks are finally seeing that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. So I think uh, my advice would always be to folks like, you hear the word trend, it's not just about like the color, it's also about what's happening in the world and how your brand fits in with that. Um, I'll also say in terms of sustainability, so that's what our brand is all about, um, especially with, uh, you know, millennials today, they want to know the sustainability of literally every single thing they buy, the food they put in their bodies, the cars they drive, and the clothing they wear. And so I think uh, what's driving that growth is really like a timeliness of our brand. Um, and also, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, that we're building this community. You know, we sell people yeah. clothes, but it's really not what it's all about. Um, we're selling confidence. Uh, we're selling self-love. You know, we are uh, building this community around women lifting each other up and feeling good about themselves. Um, so I so, think that's where the growth is coming from. Yeah, that, you know, I think, and we might have talked about this uh, in the episode that you were on um, briefly, but um, I think we both agreed that at this point, it's not just enough to have a really cute, you know, fashion label with cute clothes and yeah. like, it really has to have more of a messaging, more of a purpose um, yeah. because I think people are just more aware of what they're doing. If I'm spending money. I want it to be mm -hmm. to something that I relate to that is going to last me. That means something to me. And I think yeah. your brand sort of does all of those things. Yeah. We try. And, <laughs> well, and, and, and in watching you in your space and watching you with your staff, um, you can tell that it's not just like this, you know, passion that you have, but it's something that they feel, you know, like super invested in, you know, they're growing this with you, they're building this with you. And I think that that's really important for people to see, you know, what, what you're doing when you really say that it's ethically and sustainably made, you're not joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I take it extremely seriously. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So taking on that other employee, that's, that's a big deal. That's, you know, that's a good yeah. step. So it, yeah, you feel comfortable. Sure. Person, yeah. I will comfortable. No, comfortable. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, not at all. I'm completely uncomfortable. No. And I think the first two years of business, like I work with, um, I have a, a nonprofit that I 
work with. It's called a community development financial institution, and I'll, I get into this in the course. Um, mm-hmm. But what they do is they provide uh, startup capital loans, but they also provide technical assistance. And what that yeah. means is, you know, they help you figure out your business. But one of the things we've been talking about is your first two years, you're surviving, period, yeah. full stop, like at any and all costs. And so yes. I'm just coming up on that, on that two-year mark, and I feel it. Like, I am tired, I'm <laughs> stressed out, but I am here. I am still standing, you know? Um, and my hope is that going into this next year, it'll be less about surviving and really about thriving. Um, yeah. And so, no, I am completely uncomfortable. Um, every day I'm uncomfortable. Um, that's good. But, that's growth. <laughs> you know, that's, that's growth, right? But Absolutely. But I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. No, that's really great. And I think it's it's realistic for people to understand. Um, you know, I'm talking about this in another uh, episode that I'm recording, but, you know, I think people have this really uh, false sense of what happens now when you start a business due to social media yeah. that, you know, yeah. it's just like you're going to just create this business and this shit just going to pop off and then you're just going to be oh, like yeah. rolling in dough. And that is oh, just not yeah. the case, <laughs> you no, know, no. and, and no, part of the growth. No, part, you know, part of that pain that you go through, part of the struggle, Mm -hmm. that's good because that lets you know that even when you're uncomfortable and even though shit is hard, you still keep pushing because you know that there's sort of, you know, a time, a season for for your business. You know, people who started, I have a friend and I'm not going to mention names, but started a business (laughs) and a year in was like, oh my God, I'm struggling. I'm going to quit. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Like. This is part of the course. You're going to struggle. Yeah. You're going to be broke. You're going to, yeah. you know, figure out how to, you know, pay this to get over that. And I mean, that's just, yep. that's just how that's it goes. It. You know? That's it. And I think uh, for me, you know, it, it often feels like the struggle and there'll be moments where like, I'm like, God, I want to quit. And what I have to do is like, go back and look at our growth, like look at our sales history. Or I'll go onto our website and read all the reviews that people have left about the products that they buy from us. Or go on Instagram and just go through my DMs. And it's like when you're at the bottom, when you're at rock bottom and you just don't feel like you can go any further, taking that moment to just kind of revel in whatever little success you've had, it really can just be like the fuel you need to go another day. And then another day. And then another day. And then you look back and you're like, (laughs) oh, I did another month. I've got this, you know? But yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's hard. And if it's not hard, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> That's you know? exactly right. That is a really good enough. point. <laughs> so let me, one of the things that I really, um, really love about what you've done. Um, and I, and I always tell people that it's not just about building a business. You have to build a community. And I think yeah. one of the things that you did and you did it early on was you made this not just a business that you were um, starting, but a business that everyone was starting you literally like included everyone your your followers people who who were interested in 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 what you were bringing to the table you really included every step of what you were doing financing building designing all of it and i think that that's key to anybody starting a business because you really do need the community the people that you're trying to provide a service for to be sort of on the team and be rooting you um, yeah. as you're going along so one of the things that i read um uh on on the site of course i was visiting the site just to make sure that uh, i was up to date on on everything that was going on um and one of the things that i really love is your level of transparency so i noticed that you increased uh, prices and yeah. a lot of people do that and then don't say shit. <laughs> why was that yeah. important for you why is transparency so, such a big deal 
Yeah, so for this particular instance, the reason, one of the big reasons why I made a point, you know, I, I talked to multiple people before I decided to like announce that we were raising our prices and they all said, just raise them 10% and don't tell anybody. But the reason I didn't <laughs> do that is that because I have countless women and people who shop with us who save for our for our pieces for months. And I didn't want that person who was saving the $315 for our Bessie adventure jacket to come back to the site and see it had gone up 20 bucks. Right. She knows how much it is because she's been saving for it for three months. Right. And so what I was trying to avoid was that email that said, hey, I've been saving for this forever. What gifts? Yeah. I was trying to avoid a conversation down the road where I have I had an opportunity here to be transparent and I didn't take it. So for me, I have always been a, and you know, part of the key part of my business is transparency because that is how you get people on board. And that is how, yeah. like, you erase that conversation where people are like, why does this cost so much? No one ever fights me on my prices because I'm transparent. I share how much I pay my employees. I share how much I pay in taxes. I share how much I make or don't make. Um, right. I share that because I think it's important for folks to know the amount of labor, the amount of finances, the risk, all of that that goes into making these products happen. Um, yeah. And especially when you compare it to these like big mega corporate entities who are the opposite of transparent, like it, it feels really mysterious as to how your clothes get out on the rack and how much it costs and who was paid what. So right. I'm taking the opposite approach. Like we tell you literally everything so that you can make an informed choice about what you're purchasing. Yeah. Uh, and Which it served us well. Yeah, I think it does. And I think it goes back to the, that same point about really um, it's being more about the connection that you have with your customers. Mm -hmm. And I think that relationship is always more important than the business relationship. Yeah, I'm selling you something, but I need you to know me. I need you to know who I am and why I do this and what my family looks like and how I have to you know, get by and who I need to pay because I think that is what grows that loyalty that you're gonna have with your customers for years and years and years to come, you know? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, and, and when we made that announcement, it was nothing but outpouring of support. That's amazing. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. But it, you know, it has to do a lot with, with, you know, like, like you said that you did it early on and you were mm -hmm. upfront with everything that you've done. And so people support that versus being like, Oh, I can't pay another $20 for this right. amazing jacket. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, in that video that I watched, um, and of course everyone can go to the Alice Alexander website to watch it. Um, you talk about fast fashion and I thought that was so powerful because I don't think people really get it. I don't think they understand mm -hmm. what it takes from other people for them to pay $5 at forever 21 for a, for right. a t-shirt. So can you talk about a little bit about your feelings about fast fashion and why you want that to go away? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, if, if you check out the video, you'll get more information there about what fast fashion is, but, Really, all it is is clothing made at an exceptionally fast pace uh, for exceptionally low prices. So fast fashion is H&M, Forever 21, um, Zara, all these stores that are making clothing for like less than $15, $20 for a piece. And, and the only way to do that is to exploit both people and the planet. So um, the planet is exploited in that 
Uh, we're using super cheap materials, so polyester that's costing next to nothing. Polyester is made out of oil. A lot of people don't know that. It's a form of plastic. Um, and then as far as the labor goes, the only way to get clothes so cheap is to exploit people to make them. Um, and the majority of the people being exploited are black and brown women between the ages of 18 yeah. and 24. Um, and so me, as someone who identifies really strongly as a feminist, you know, I was a social worker for 10 years here in the United States. I was fighting for poor women every day and then wearing fast fashion. And a lot of people don't know about it because we're not supposed to know about it. I mean, these systems are enormous. And, you know, back in the 70s, back in the 80s, when fast fashion was starting to be created, you know, the promise to us Westerners was you're going to get more clothes for cheaper. Um, and, and then we're going to create these jobs in developing countries. And sure, we got a bunch of new clothes, but they're, the quality is terrible. Um, the planet is being destroyed in the process. So for right. me, I had this real, like, come to Jesus moment a couple years ago. Um, when I realized cause I was like an H&M junkie, I was there every week. It was I had two blocks <laughs> from my house. I lived in Center City, Philly, you know, right. and buying new clothes made me feel good. And it gives you that little high, right? Yeah. Um, and so I had to have like a painful, introspective, like examination of how can I support these companies that are literally destroying communities and exploiting women every single day. And the only people getting rich from them are the CEOs of the tippy top and they're all white right. dudes. So right. it was just this, it, they are. And so it was just this moment of like, wow, what am I doing? Um, yeah. And then I started to try and find clothes that fit me at a size 18 and were in alignment with this new ethical and sustainable perspective I had. And that's where I realized that there was the gap for my company. Um, well, yeah, and aside from that, yeah. Aside from, from that, that just looked good. Because I don't know what that yeah, perception right? was, that if you were <laughs> above a size, I don't know, 8 or 10 or whatever, that you had to wear gigantic, loose-fitting, ugly clothes that were not right. flattering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like, and so, and there's always been this weird thing in the plus community. It's either these oversized, just hideous stacks, or it's this like skin-tight club wear. And yeah. like, what, what, what's in between? Like, I don't want to look, I don't want to wear the muumuu and I'm also not going to the club. So right. like, <laughs> what do I wear in like my life? You know, like I can't have my boobs spilling out and like my butt cheeks hanging out the bottom. Like, come on. Right. So it's just, yeah, there's just massive, massive gaps. But if anybody's interested in fast fashion, I highly encourage them to watch, um, the True Cost, it's an incredible documentary that breaks all this stuff oh, yeah. down. And, and River Blue is another one. Uh, and it's not like an all or nothing. You know, the switch from fast fashion is freaking expensive. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I really don't shop anymore. Um, you know, you just change your buying habits. Uh, and that's just my little soapbox plug because it's something no, I'm really no, passionate it's true. about. <laughs> no, it's true. Listen, you know, I, I'm a huge shopper. And I, and I shop at all those stores that you just mentioned. Mm. Um, but... And I, and I honestly, uh, you know, and I, and I'm always a pretty upfront. I don't think of, I, I don't think about that shit. Like really, I, yeah. it, it wasn't really oh, until, you, yeah. no, nobody thinks about that. I go in and I'm like, oh my God, look at all this shit I got for a hundred bucks. Right. But, but then, you know, three, three washes from now, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, got to throw it out. And then I, yeah, you yeah, know, repeat the cycle. The <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which is why I, I sew. Stuck in that. Yeah. Which is why you sew. But everybody's stuck in that. 
you know, and there is so little information out there and there are so few alternatives that are accessible, I think. Um, But yeah, it's it's just a conversation that I want to keep going and I want people to keep having. Yeah. And I think, you know, now, you know, when I look at my closet and, you know, I, and this happened to me, I don't know, maybe last, last summer, um, I just, I opened my closet and I was like, why do I have all of this stuff? And honestly, yeah. 80% of it is things that I've made for myself. But even then, I don't wear it that often, right? I'm a really right. basic kind of girl, actually. I wear jeans and t-shirts every day. Like, you know, all that fancy yeah. stuff is for the blog. But, you know, <laughs> I get rid of it. I give it to the goodwill. I give it to my friends. I give it to family. My mom donates a lot of it to uh, her friends in Mexico. And then I just started saying, you know what? It's really more about having great pieces that are going to last me for a really long time (laughs) than a bunch of stuff that's just filling space, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you do that. (laughs) Your pieces are great. (laughs) Well, and aside from them looking great, you know, the first thing I did was look at your seams and the inside of your garments because I'm Mimi G. So that's the first thing I did. I was of like, course. let me see the inside of this. And that stuff is really well made, like 100% crazy good. You know, I, know. I was like, I, I don't even sew this good. Yeah, I know. And nor do I. And I mean, when I hired my first like professional seamstress, I was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. like exactly. Just, unbelievable what sewing 40 hours a week for 10 years does to your skill set um so yeah my I don't sew at all anymore I'm not even allowed to cut I I have to stay away (laughs) from the patterns yeah I I design I source the fabric and I do everything else marketing scrubbing toilets you name it I just don't (laughs) cut and sew anymore (laughs) so you know um this course is a really big deal because one, I mean, obviously it's our first 26 artists produced uh, course. So we're super excited, but more than that, I think that what we created in this course is exceptional. People do not give this kind of information out because I don't know, people are just selfish with their shit. They really are. They're, you know, they're afraid to share and they're like, Oh no, if I tell you how to do it, then I'm some somehow going to affect me. Um, and you and I are both on the opposite side of that, where we think the more we share, the more we get, we get back. So this, this course is amazing. So it's broken down into three major courses. There's the idea to launch, there's your first year in business, and then there's growth and scale. And then you even did some bonus mini courses mm-hmm. for them. Why was it important for you to share? Because you really didn't have to. So why, why was that important for you? Oh, that's, you know, I think when I was starting out, and again, like I did not have a fashion education, you know, I got a master's in social work. I worked in the nonprofit sector for 10 years. I didn't even know anything about running a small business. Like I was completely clueless. And I think I wanted to create the thing that I desperately needed. Um, I spent a lot of money making a lot of mistakes early on. And with that, I think I now know what I would have done differently. And I really just want to make entrepreneurship and particularly in the fashion space accessible to folks who come from limited means. You know, I myself come from, you know, a pretty low income background and, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have anybody financing this company for me. Um, And so often I talk to women and folks who want to start their own companies, but they're like, I don't have any money or I only have this. Uh, I don't have an investor. Well, guess what? You don't need any of that. You just need right. information and you need a whole lot of grit and stick to itness. 
Um, but I just think I wanted to create that thing so that anybody from anywhere with the right mindset and some really practical tools could build their company. Um, and I just wanted to create the thing that I didn't have. Yeah. And I think we did that. <laughs> No, oh, oh, we did it. I mean, you know, you got you guys can go to 26artists.com. The link and information will be in the show notes uh, for today. And you can read all about the courses in depth. But just to go over some of it that, you know, the fact that um, I think I really um, enjoyed the way we broke up the three major courses, because the idea to launch is, I think, the, the hardest part for people to really first yeah. take that first step and know how to do it. And then that first year in business is so crucial and you gave so much great information and then growth and scale. I mean, we talked about financing options, branding and identity, mm -hmm. marketing concepts, budgeting. You did cost of good workshop uh, worksheets mm -hmm. for them, mm -hmm. cash flow worksheets, budget worksheets, business plan templates. I mean, girl, <laughs> like if you can't start an working. indie fashion brand <laughs> after this course, I don't know what to tell you because... It, it's exceptional and, and it's clear Thanks, and concise yeah. without a bunch yeah. of like technical, you know, jargon that people don't understand. So you, you right. did a really right. fantastic job, Mary Alice. You really did. So thank you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> I want, um, and, and, you know, everybody was super excited about it. I know, it, you know, it took us a while. Cause like I said, when, once we started editing port, well, let me, let me rephrase. Once Norm started editing, I was like, Oh, this is a lot. We, we did, did a lot. lot. Of, of filming so it took us a while to sort of break everything down and then between your schedule and my schedule and it, it took a married. minute yeah. and we got married I mean it was just a lot of shit happening yes. <laughs> but we got it we got it um up and it's amazing and so you know please go check it out um if you have ever wanted to start any kind of a fashion label and just didn't know how to do it uh, this this will absolutely guide you from start to finish. Um, and then I think I'll have you back on, you know, after a couple of weeks to maybe, yeah. you know, answer some questions and, oh, yeah, and see how everything's going. I think it will be really great. So please go support. Please go follow Mary Alice. All of her handles will be in the show notes. Uh, Mary Alice, you are an exceptional woman and what you're doing is fantastic. And I one thank you for being a friend, but also for... Um, trusting me and Norris to bring your story and, and your knowledge uh, to, to the masses. So thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity. I'm so excited about this and I really hope people find it beneficial and helpful. Oh, they will. <laughs> <laughs> we will be sharing. And again, if you have questions, always, you know, make sure and, and leave them either in the comments in YouTube or always email us at business shit um, at gmail.com. Please join the Facebook group. It's a fantastic group where people can sort of share ideas and get advice and just find other people sort of going through the same um, either highs or lows of starting running uh, a business. And that link is also in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And please remember, in order for your business to succeed, it must be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them get past their current stage, earn respect and build trust. All the shit Mary Alice did. Thank you so much, Mary Alice. I'm out. Thank you. Alrighty.